This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Good to be back with you again. I'm one of your hosts, it's Peter Kim. And I am your other host, Unji Kim. And we are the Ajima Show. We are back with another brand spanking new episode. We are back together again. I know. I know you guys missed the combo, the dynamic duo, <laughs> but they got uh, some dulcet tones of solo Unji Kim last week. The, and the, uh, the, the Drake in the feelings episode. <laughs> yeah. The emo, emo. <laughs> That's a little Korean pun for you guys. <laughs> You know, whenever I do Korean puns, I'm like, three, exactly three people are going to get this. <laughs> and you're pleased, though. Because the yeah, thing is, yeah. one of the three people that get it is you. Yeah, and you're. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm slapping myself on the back. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, how, how did you find your experience last week? I'm so sorry. I didn't. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it. I was in, up in Yosemite. Not to brag. <laughs> yeah, not uh, to brag. <laughs> not, I'm not bragging. I had a rough time. Honestly, there was a lot of hikes. Inclines <laughs> really kill me. But um, also sorry for getting it out late. It was my fault. There was a lot going on, but everybody point is, I didn't on. get to listen, but a lot of other people listened mm-hmm. and it seems like you really had a connection with a lot of people like off the pod. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truly, cool. yes, it was really like um, interesting to, to see, like to not feel alone and how anxious I've been feeling about reentering society. I mean, because mm-hmm. you just got back. I just got on a plane. I know. That's the two thing. planes. It's- one there, one back. Crazy. <laughs> I had to take an anxiety pill that I was prescribed. I'm yeah. not just popping random pills. <laughs> it's okay, no judgment an, there, but okay. I just need to explain myself. Uh, <laughs> it's an anxiety pill that's actually a um, antihistamine. Okay. It's uh, um, for allergies, but they found that it it's really good at helping with anxiety. So I, I took that and that really helped. That was yeah. nice. Yeah. It's kind of like a Xanax feel, if you will. Um, what was yeah. it like? It was strange to be around so many randos, but I will say I went midweek. I went on a Tuesday. Right. I went up to San Francisco from Burbank. It's a 50 minute flight. It was super easy. Southwest. And it was a Tuesday. So there wasn't that many people. So there was no middle seats anywhere. Thank so God, everybody yeah. was, you know, and most of the back was like you had your own row. Okay. So it felt very like, okay, we're not like all up in each other's grill. Um, Also like that, um, I'm now really appreciating the AC. Right. um, The air in uh, planes because that shit is like a jet stream. Like that shit like powers out. It's strong. It's strong. Yeah. It's circulating. Okay. (laughs) The pathogens are on the floor. Um, So uh, that felt great. I was wearing a mask with like one of those shields. I was being super extra because I don't, you know, I've never been, I'm double vaxxed, but like, I don't, I haven't been on a plane, but um, the airport, which I thought was going to be crazy, wasn't crazy. Also, I flew out of Burbank, which is like a tiny little like island airport. Yeah. 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 It's much better. (laughs) 
much better. Uh, it only goes to like four cities, but that's all I need. <laughs> and um, coming back was super easy. So like, yeah, the air travel part of it, I did not. It wasn't as like um, anxiety induce, inducing that as I thought it was going to be. Okay. I thought being around so many strange people in the height of a- Asian hate crimes yeah. during APAI Heritage Month, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I was like, it's too many things. It's like it's like literally a reminder to racists. Hey, don't yeah. forget you hate these people. Yeah, remember <laughs> these are the people you're currently attacking. <laughs> don't forget they're trying to be uh, they're trying to be proud of their heritage. <laughs> Make sure you beat them down. Yeah, beat the heritage out of them. Um, I mean, we have to joke because it's too sad. Yeah. Um, I will say the end of the trip was soured by um, finding out that two Asian women were stabbed. Right. Um, In San Francisco. Yeah. Blocks away from my hotel. So (laughs) just it's sickness. They arrested him, by Mm -hmm. the way, really quick. He had a knife, like a military style knife. Clearly, this person's mentally ill. Yeah. And you know, with the underpinning of racism, like this is all coming to a head. Yes. <sighs> but um, the two women are okay. One went to surgery. They're both doing a, a stable. Um, so thank God for that. <sighs> with that being said, we did an APA Heritage Month show. That's great. An Asian AF. Yeah. At the Battery, this hotel in... I don't even know what to call it. It's kind of like a hotel meets Soho House. Okay. They put you up Do, there? You know what a so Yeah, you, you've been to Soho House, right? Like yeah, as a yeah, cast or there. something? I've been yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, come down. I'm not attacking. <laughs> I've been there. I know what it is. Excuse you. <laughs> I've been there multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Like, like I know. Two you, or three times. You're the, ti- I've been there you're two the type. Times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been there a couple of times um, in Chicago and in L.A. all to do shows, never as a rich person, obviously. And I looked up the uh, membership fee and it's, you know, it's not that expensive, it's honestly. Not. Le- it's not. It's like five grand or something. Yeah. Like it is a lot to just throw at something. But I mean, it feels crazy to drop this on a, just a place to hang out because you still have to spend money. It's not like you get any you, other. You, oh, and it's su- super expensive. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you yeah. just pay five grand. I don't, I don't, and then you have to be. It, it's, it's a, it's a energy it's and a vibe I'm uninterested in. The same. Yeah. I didn't. I, it's not something I like. And you know what it is? It's a, a Soho house. Is like basically paying uh, a, a fee so that you don't have to be around riffraff that like are might work at a Denny's or yeah. something like that. You know what I mean? It's like. It, it's a invisible redlining, if you will, a social it's, redlining. Yeah, and it's this illusion yes. that everyone here is a quote unquote creative, even though yeah, everyone yes, there yes. is a quote unquote advertising executive. Yeah, executive. <laughs> yes. So, whatever. I guess every one of these people wrote a poem in seventh grade or some shit and feel like they are entitled to this. But whatever. I mean, it was I know supposed cool- to be for like writers and yes. auteurs, whatever, right? But, but there, it's there, not. it is cool. It is cool to go and like it's a great. It's very facilities. nice. Yes, it's great. Cool they have facilities. a pool. Yeah. Some of them have gyms. Like yes. some of them have like the Chicago one, I believe, has a hotel attached. Yes. So you can stay there. Yes. As a guest or like as not a guest, and you could have a one 
day past whatever, yeah. whatever the fuck. It's all bougie nonsense. But um, the battery is one of these places in San Francisco. And I I had no idea because when I lived in San Francisco, yeah. I was rich, but I wasn't like. I was I wasn't rich. I was well off. I was making like a hundred back in twenty uh, two thousand eight. I was yeah. making a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. Okay, which that that it felt good. Where I was like, oh, I never think about how much money's in the bank. I just sure. know I have money. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so you get irresponsible. And you're young, and it's like whatever that Full era of cum. is. Yeah, yeah, sure. You're, yeah. you're like, I'll fly to Rome. You know, yeah. like it's one of those. Yes, it's that it's that life that young. New money life, which is just the most annoying type of people in the world. It's just the life I'm living and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I never, I, you know, and I wasn't in- interested in going to some bougie bougie club like this. I don't mm. even think it was there when I was when I lived there. Sure. But um, when I looked at it, when I got booked for this gig, it was APA. It's just with Asian AF. Yeah. Choi, shout out. Booked me. I, I was. He was like, uh, "Can you host this thing? We'll fly you up. We'll put you up and blah ah! blah. Do the Ubers. You you get to eat at the at the place." And I was like, "Okay." I thought it was gonna be like a restaurant, you know what I mean? And they're yeah. gonna put me up at like some janky hotel or something. And I was like, "Whatever." I haven't done a gig in so long. Like, yeah. I, I want to be out there. It's APA Heritage Month. I want to be out there and like fucking do a rad ass show. Yes. I get to this place, gilded. I love it. Like, uh, I'm so proud. Great Gatsby so proud. meets Hunt, Hunter Club. Yes. Like Huntsman's Club. Yes. It was very, um, uh, very Knives Out. You ever watch that yes. movie? Um, it it, it kind of scared me. Like, there were no portraits of women. It was all old white men. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just like, uh. And then the upstairs was super, like, mod. Yeah. But um, very, like... Roman bath sure. feel, yeah, uh, marble everywhere. I was like uh, gobsmacked, yeah, you know, and I, I was like, w- 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 what is like this? this? Is exactly the situation where someone would ask you to like join a cult? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I made and I made that joke multiple times uh, <laughs> during the two shows that we we had to do there. And, and at the end of it, are you in this cult, Peter? Is that yeah. what you're about to tell me? <laughs> I'm trying to tell you that I fucked a goat and slid yeah. last night. <laughs> And I'm in, baby. <laughs> no, it, it it was very eerie, and yeah. it was it was diverse there, mm-hmm. and uh, there weren't a lot of Asians at the show. I will say what? Um, yeah, it was a lot of like white people with their Asian friends. Okay, you know, or like kind of. It was very mixed. Um, okay. There was some South Asian representation, which That's was nice, uh, but not a lot of East Asians. Uh, a lot of white. Uh, very straight okay. lib- liberal crowd rich okay. liberal crowd tech which I have to say Bay yeah, Area tech, yeah. uh, venture capitalism yeah I get it you got Patagonias you, know? you got Patagonias so many Patagonias yes and everyone's at least fucked one Asian person yes exactly in their lives and, yeah and they've learned so much about our food yes yes so like <laughs> it, it was that like uh, this kind these of are, like, these people care about umami yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly both the taste and the stripper umami that yes. they fucked last night <laughs> um yeah it was very that feeling so it, it was a it, it kept i kept getting whiplash because i was like wow i met this beautiful they gave us a suite this beautiful suite that like, oh my this, god 
old building with like exposed brick. This is your first time out, bitch? Wow. Bitch, the first time on the... (laughs) I was getting pampered. Like marble, full marble tub plus extended shower. You know what I mean? Like um, French windows that opened up to the courtyard that I was going to be performing in in two hours. Oh my God. You know, like it was... The ceilings are like... 15 feet high you know like i was in like chateau like li- i was like this is, what and this fuck? is in san francisco where like probably per square foot rivals new york manhattan yeah a thousand dollars a thousand dollars yeah 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 it's cr- sick so it was just money dripping money money drip 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 and it was just like oh my god and I, there was a part of me that's like <gasps> i'm and i got in immediately naked and jumped into the king size the california king size bed oh my god okay, with a minimum thousand thread count like ah! my skin is like, you're you know swimming I mean? like, in threads you're swimming I'm, in yes threads. oh my god <laughs> just Peter. luxury upon luxury upon luxury upon luxury you know what i mean like i would call down to the front desk and they'd be like yes mr kim and they'd be like yeah truly i love when they do that it was it was so luxe it was so crazy and then we go downstairs for call time and they're like oh we'd like to order food and we're like, oh, what can we order? Because this menu is uh, very, very expensive. Yeah, And they had like sea, something called a seafood plateau, which is like basically a seafood tower. But Peter, you, you know, know, that's my favorite food. <laughs> my favorite food is seafood tower. Yes. You would have fucking loved this. It was $150. Yes. And we were like, can we order four of them? And they were like, yeah, try again. So we all ordered one together to yeah. share and then ordered three prime ribs you oh know my God. like yes with um extra lobster and charred octopus on the side like oh, we were surf just like, and turf and surf and pussy bitch pussy. Pussy. <laughs> cocktails like craft cocktail i was drinking something with like um a bitch uh, did you a, eat something did you drink something herbaceous did I drink something herbaceous? I ate. It was a meal. Okay, it, it was like an egg white froth with a a, a smoky charcoal salt yes. and a a, um, a rosemary. Dip. Yes. yes, dipped in it, and a, probably the best thing I've ever tasted or drank in my life. And oh, I, I was love just like a savory, smoky, herbaceous cocktail <sighs> with mezcal. You know, That's like uh, smoke on smoke on. Smoke, baby, oh. and then and then kind of the sweet herbaceousness to kind of turn you know turn it yes. around at the end, and that egg white frothiness to round it out. So oh that my it's god! Not all smoke. Look at us. We sound fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like just describing this, we've become worse Why? people. No. Okay. <laughs> sure. The fact that you are bushing it up and paying twenty five dollars for it, but like the fact that you're enjoying it on the palate. Is just the way God built us. Oh, I we love have different it. parts of the tongue. Umami's uh, not the only thing we have. <laughs> we have smoke. We have salt. We have citrus. We have, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a lot. Fat, all, acid. Uh, anyway, it was. Fat, acid. Okay. We've been in quarantine <laughs> for so long. I haven't had a meal like, yes. like this. Like this bougie ass meal. That's seriously what I'm salivating at. That experience. That experience. And it's all taken care of. You know what I mean? They're like, just order, keep ordering. It's all on the guest, your tab, like the, you know, hotel tab. The programming manager's coming around, checking it up, checking up on us. Oh my you God. You know, like we each got uh, four different uh, wireless mics. 
We had to stand it like wow. Yeah. It was truly no expense was spared. The shows though. <laughs> These type of people are the worst laughers in the world. Oh, they do not know how to laugh. They don't know how to laugh. They're so like either uptight or trying so hard to be progressively cool that yes. like they're not even present. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and and they're all Have you ever been to one of those like LA's a lot like that? Like kind of like woke laughter where they're like kind of laughing but they don't know yet they're like looking at their other white friend yeah. to make sure she laughs first <laughs> or they're looking at their like asian friend that they brought yeah and that you know and uh, it was really like a jarring experience because it was so luxurious and beautiful and decadent and everything i want from like a vacation yes but the show experience was so fucking weird lacking. during apa history month lacking, lacking Asian AF, there's no Asians there, you know? That's like, weird. Because Asian people, I mean, Asian people, even... It's because the, it's the members. Yes. It, it was right. a private show for the members. That's what it is. And that's what's really fucking me up. It's like, I did an a, I hosted an Asian AF, a, a, APA History Month for a, 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 a institution that doesn't have enough Asian members to come to it. Asian people will laugh. Even the, the most bougie Asian people always laugh. They clap, they laugh, they go There was like three to four in each um, show. We did two shows, one at 6.30 and one at 8.30. That's brutal. Brutal. That's brutal. brutal. And, you know, ah, man, and I was like, I, I'm going to San Francisco. It's a- APA yes. History Month. It's Asian AF who's setting up the show. This has got to be like our Pat. show. We're going to fucking Pat. light yeah. this building up. And we got there and it was just like a bunch of tight-jawed Patagonia bitches like <laughs> like but, truly it was such a it was you've a hit, but that's the experience of this kind of wealth you've hit it it's luxurious it's wonderful and that's the reason why I feel like the couple of times I've ever interacted with that kind of affluence yeah people really like me because I will be impressed <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, wow. do you know how do you know how much I was like I feel like the poorest piece of shit yeah. scum here. What do you make in a year? I don't even want to fucking know. Yeah. Do you even know? You know what I mean? Like But they like it cuz they're like they're so desensitized. Yeah. And they forget what money is. Yes. It has no meaning to them. And so all the comics were wearing like hoodies and we had yes. like mustard stains. Yeah. And they looked at and I was like I'm aware of what I'm doing and it's also such a shock because I used to be adjacent to you yeah. when I lived here yes. in San Francisco. I had all this money and I gave it up to do this and nine years later, here I am, mustard stained jeans, <laughs> making you fucking new money Indian guy in a Patagonia jacket laugh. I've really made the wrong decision. <laughs> why were you, why did you have so much mustard on your jeans? <laughs> I always have dried mustard on my jeans. I don't know. I don't care how often I wash my jeans. It's just always there, okay. crusted. Okay. I just had to ask. <laughs> I mean, but, you, but you've hit upon that experience. It's like affluence will get you all the things, but it will give you no soul, no There's sustenance. There's no soul. I mean, it's like... I There's will, no grit. No. And it's like, it's, um, it's sort of like when you... It's really wonderful, but it also is indicative of the same feeling. It's like if you've ever eaten in a super bougie place, you never feel full. 
uh-huh you uh-huh. feel like you feel you, you always remark on it like i don't feel crazy full but i am full you know but i don't yeah, feel like yeah. sick or anything this is like so wonderful that's why you should pay 200 dollars for a meal like you yeah, know you eat yeah. like seven courses and you're not that full but that's mm-hmm. it you're not full Nothing yeah. about you is fully satiated. It's like yes. exactly that experience because that and they're at a it's a it's a it's a hyper self selected group of people yes. at this show. Yes, you have to make certain amount of money. You yeah. have to also make that amount of money and be part of a club. Have just made this decision with that money. With that money, yeah, and then on top of that, choose to exercise your option to be part of said club. Yeah. During APA History Month, you know what I mean, and in a global, your, pandi- in a global in a pandemic, b- pandemic during Asian hate crimes, like, yeah. and they, and I, after the first show, I was like a little tipsy and I got drunk and I almost said something that I took back. I'm glad I didn't yeah. because I, and then I presented to the group, the my com- fellow comics yeah. backstage, and they were all like, "I'm glad you didn't say that." Cause that's <laughs> But I was like, oh, thank you so much for, you know, coming out, all the white people and your Asian familiars. This is. <laughs> yeah. You fucking hosting the show. We're going to say that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it felt like. Like, oh, I brought my Asian coworker. Yeah. She's never been to this club. <laughs> like she's here. She's She has a guest pass. And she's like. She could go use the gym later if she wants, but. It is Asian. A- it expires in month. six hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let her work out. <laughs> so was the gay, was it nice to get flown up and da 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I yeah. would do it again in a heartbeat because yeah. to be naked in that bed with the that sun streaming count, in. That thread count alone. Ugh. That thread count alone. The French windows alone. Oh my God. Uh, the French that, do so many things right. Kisses. Doors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Baguettes, <laughs> cheese, cuisine, all of it. They do a lot um, of good things. But yeah, it, it was a shockingly weird experience to be out the first time. Yeah. Completely inundated with so much luxury. And at the same time, be at a show that was so tepid. And yeah. outside, and everyone was just kind of like, they were like, you could hear the fork scraping against the porcelain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is why comedy clubs have finger food. Yeah. You know what oh I mean? Just like popcorn shrimps, things you could just fucking eat and shovel in your mouth and still pay attention. I can't have you cutting your fucking steak, your wagyu, <laughs> while I'm trying to do fucking dick jokes. People like... <laughs> slurping from their seafood towers. Yeah. <laughs> They're fucking oysters. <laughs> mm, is this East Coast? It's just like... Ugh. Oh my God. <laughs> I learned a lot of lessons from this trip. Also, you know, not to bring it back to the horrifying incidents, but that kind of SF has really turned. Um, at one point, we were being followed down the block by a man who shut up was not in his right mind you can tell he was yeah. tweaking yeah but he was clearly locked on us yeah so if we had to like cross the street wow yeah and his pants were falling down so he couldn't like catch up with us you know what it means he had to <laughs> so thank god for his buttons being missing but, <laughs> but it's it, it felt 
absolutely dangerous and wow like not the san francisco that i once knew this like shiny city by the bay sure you know gay arts um turned tech nuevo riche you know that's kind of what i what where i was nuevo nuevo yeah, new, isn't that isn't that what they no, nine rich nouveau nouveau nouveau, nouveau. <laughs> what's nuevo nine, nine? in Spanish oh, okay <laughs> yeah nine <laughs> nine hundred thousand heirs that's what I mean nouveau no, that's, riche. no that's wild though because I I mean I've I've like kind of heard at least that the Bay Area is really radically changing because radically. of the money because of the money. And so the disparity, because the homeless are still there. The homeless are still the homeless. They, I think they've tried to push them to Oakland. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of them have gone to Oakland. But yeah. SF, the downtown area, yeah. is very sketch. Yeah. It during daylight, I mean, these two ladies were stabbed in broad daylight, waiting for the Muni. I mean, it's crazy that people are paying that amount of money and it's like that. Hellscape. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause like, cause no one middle class can live there. Right. You can't just like casually be around there. Yeah. So you have to be super like, rich or you're right. a homeless person or a, a part of the unhoused population that probably right. kind of like is still there. Because, I mean, yeah. that's sort of like part of the culture of San Fran. Yeah. The, the unhoused population, it was a part of the culture. Yeah. It had to be after the great earthquakes. So, so then, many people became homeless all all at once. So that's why there's such a progressive you know, um, history of, yeah. but care, but all of that's been stripped away. Clearly these people are not getting helped. LA yeah. is the same. Like there's a, um, uh, an unhoused gentleman on my block right now in North Hollywood, um, who is, who lives with everything he has with a shopping cart and he's draped with a Confederate flag blanket. Yikes. So I just don't know even know how to deal with that. <laughs> I'm like, um, what? <laughs> Wait, is this a part? Did he get that? Is that something that was his? Or yeah. Was or like, was he bequeathed that? I don't know. It feels like this is the only thing he like held on to from his yes. old life. Yeah. <laughs> back when he had a truck, he had this. Yeah, yeah. Flying yeah. off the back of it. Sure. It was on a pole, yeah. <laughs> Lost the pole, kept the flag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's this guy is homeless in the most socialist state in America. Yeah. And he's claiming the Confederacy. The amount of dissonance. I don't, what is anything? What? Nothing means anything anymore. <laughs> I mean, the, I, like truly the dissonance, the cognitive dissonance that is occurring within so much of the, like think about the people that are unwilling to get vaxxed right now, but we're willing I, to try the hydroquinine thing <sighs> that Trump said. You know, like chloroquine or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. just like this cognitive dissonance between 
like just under who you as an authority figure you're going to believe and what they're interpreting as their own free will to exercise yeah and i mean like it's just so deeply disturbing i mean like because i was explaining this to my son because i was like trying to explain how all of knowledge is currently on the internet and how no one really needs to memorize anything anymore that was kind of like the thing it was like listen we if this is on our phones you don't really need to memorize anything you don't need to spell anything it's fine but the promise of that was only granted with the uh, with the expectation that we would therefore be able to use and exercise more critical thinking We have not met that. Yeah. I don't know if that was a explicit contract (laughs) with the internet. (laughs) Well, you know, I think this is, unless you're like a place like China. Yeah. Right. With absolute control Mm -hmm. over what your citizens see and learn. Mm-hmm. America has been doomed to where we are since the beginning because we, again, hyper um, prioritize personal freedoms over any kind of communal good. We don't even think of our neighbors as communities. So, like, why would we care? You know, and the only communities that actually probably do anything with each other are gated, you know? So, like, it is what it is, and this is where we are. We the so the grand experiment has come to this. Yeah, but you know, hopefully, a a, a cool new Blade Runner esque cyberpunk future will come out <laughs> Revol- of this moment. I, I, revolving around the cryptocurrency that we'll all have yes. our own wallets that'll just be USB ports. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, when's the last time I've tried to pace uh, with cash the other day at a corner store and they were like, are you crazy? <laughs> I'm not touching your cash. And I was yeah. like, oh, they're like, yeah, do you have a credit card? And I was like, <laughs> I left my wallet at home. They're like, go get your wallet. I'm not <laughs> accepting cash. And I was like, oh, my God, cash has become completely irrelevant after COVID. I mean, it's really been, and even before that, it was, I remember going to a store and them being like, yeah, we're cashless. Cashless, yeah. And then they changed it because that was disfranchised people that don't have credit cards. Credit cards, right. Or debit cards. Or phones. Or phones or or anything like that, which I used to be. I did not have a credit card for a very, very long time. Did everything in cash, went to a fucking currency exchange. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. does suck. That yeah. does suck. Um, but, but I mean, I, recently I, I just gave a woman who was like panhandling. I was like, she was giving me her spiel, and it was like good, you know. And I was like, you know, this is your spiel and the way that you're hustling right now. Yeah, sorry, I don't have any cash, but this was good. And she's like, hey, I've got a Venmo, and I was like, bitch. hell yeah. I was like, bitch, that is correct, and I I Venmoed her right away. She came back around and was like, did you get, because she had a confirmation code. She even knew. Uh She was like, you got the confirmation code is like whatever. And I was like, yes, this is correct. I will give this to you. Yeah. Find her in your Venmo requesting another payment. Like, hey, (laughs) sis, still not doing too hot. (laughs) 
But why not, right? I, yeah. The, the gentleman I'm talking about on my block with the Confederate flag yeah. and just a confused sense of identity, he's... Um, he the other day was laying under his flag watching a video on his phone. Yeah. So it's you're just unhoused. You're not unconnected yeah. or disconnected. These people have phones and not not everyone, but like people are having phones and ways to connect. Yeah, I mean cuz there's also it's like the same thing with anything. The unhoused, I think there's gradations of it, right? Like yeah. you Have either- you seen Nomadland? Mm-mm. Oh, Unji. Unji. Is it? If it looks too sad. It's not. It's, okay. I mean, yeah, there are points where you're like, wow, that's real. that really moved me. But not like, it's not there to tear jerk. It's not like uh, manipulative. Okay. It's really, Chloe Zhang, um, she really directs this movie like she's like painting. It's so dreamy. I mean, you're gonna ha- you're gonna be wet for her like immediately. It is. Okay. I was. I'm already wet intimate, for her. But yeah. She's. I loved her speech, by the way. Yes. Oh, she was so cool. I, we haven't talked about uh, Yo Jung Yoon's yes speech. <laughs> oh my god! The only Oscar worthy moment. Truly, like it was oh, her. God. Her and like I would say Glenn Chloe. Close and yeah Chloe. Oh Glenn Close, yeah. the the butt move the the butt the butt. Yeah, her when, being uh, like, oh that's no that's I know the that song. butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wiggled her ass. I know. <laughs> she got all the props from me after that. I was like, this she need fuck their awards. Yeah. Give her everything else. Yeah, Who needs an award. Who but she was. I mean, but her going up there, calling out Brad Pitt, and then it was what was funny was her inter. I mean. Great Oscars moment, right? Something mm-hmm. that's worthy of this occasion. Because mm-hmm. it, it did feel weird. The rest of it was bizarre. The pacing of it oh. was weird. The order of the awards was weird. Yes. To give the Anthony Hopkins Award, knowing that he's not going to be there at the end, felt so cringe. Like, why? Why did you do this? Why didn't you have Nomadland win, that, win at the end? So that everyone could like, like, so that the final image of the Oscars would be like of a bunch of people on stage (laughs) celebrating something as opposed to Joaquin Phoenix quietly going back (laughs) into the shadows. (laughs) The, um, the final moment of this year's Oscars, I think really, um, is going to be pivotal because it showed that we don't even need to watch. Yeah. The not only was it boring, the final biggest award you gave to someone who wasn't even there. So why would we be there? Who wasn't even awake? Why do I care? Why do I care? He wasn't even awake. Anthony Hopkins was sleeping. He should be. He's He's old. Yeah. (laughs) Like I get it, dude. Yeah, the GB. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, all of it. All of it feels stupid now. Everything feels dumb. And all of the pageantry of Hollywood, you know, as it like as we constantly tell it to diversify, they're like, okay, we're finally diversifying. And now people are like, yeah, we don't want it anymore. Yeah, (laughs) you can just do whatever. I mean, oh, these Koreans keep winning. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need this award anymore. Who needs an Oscar? (laughs) I would love to be offered an Oscar and just be like, oh, you guys could take it. (laughs) Just like take it in my honor. (laughs) <laughs> Every up. Korean that goes up there is like, okay, sure. <laughs> she literally was said that. She's like, this is yeah. a nice, thank you. 
She was like, I watched, this is a TV show I yeah. watched. <laughs> Her refusal to be impressed or overwhelmed by emotion. Oh, I was like, no, yes. Nothing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I loved her. She was talking about her in a way she didn't even have to talk about, say, violence or attacks or Asian yeah. hate or anything. She just said, my two sons are worried for my safety. Yes. Because I'm in America. Yeah. I mean, fucking amazing. By the way, she has a TV show. Um, I don't know how to watch it, but I'm going to try to find it with her two sons who are hot. Okay. Yeah. And it's like a cooking show or something like mm -hmm. that, or a restaurant show, like a restaurant pop-up show. I can't wait to get into that. I need to find it. If you guys know how to find it, please let us know. DM us. Yes, please, please, please. Because also, I think one of them actually lived in America. <gasps> really? Yeah, because she That's lived here she through the here 80s. So long. She lived here. Oh, she did? Yeah, she lived here. Oh. She moved back when she got married. She moved to America when she got married. And they lived together here for like 13 years. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, okay. and then she My went back with and, yeah, and then she went back with two with both of her kids. Went back oh, and like tried to start making it. Was like kind of working, <gasps> divorced, all this stuff, like all the stigma of oh. that. Uh. And so I think one of them actually is lives in America though. The other oh one may not. God. So she sees those. And so it's nice to see them. So this is the reason why she comes back. Her English was yeah. pretty good. I mean, honestly, I was They're like, great. oh, I was shocked. Yeah, I was me too. at how good it was. And then well, nowadays, like Korean stars, like you all have to go through like English training and. Like, but she's so old. I didn't know. Like, like you know, right? Because right. she lived here. But that makes sense that yes. she lived here. So, That's so cool. So cool. And the thing was, it was the way that all of her, the Korean media and how she interacted with like Asian media afterwards, how mm. over the whole American <laughs> yes. media yes. circus she was. She was like, I don't know. They just like. They keep thinking this thing with Brad Pitt was so phenomenal. She's like, I just was calling him out. <laughs> yeah, for not visiting the set. Yeah. Executive producer. Y'all yeah. do that here in America? <laughs> you just like executive produce things and don't show up to the thing? She like calling him out for not spending enough money okay. that she had to upgrade her own shit. I mean, it's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, just like for her, she's like, you know, this was like playful ribbing that almost all, if you ever watch a Korean show. All Koreans. Playful ribbing. We're roasting you. <laughs> But you know these liberal whites. They these liberal whites. They don't rich liberal whites don't know how to get ribbed. Just no. getting back to yes, yes. yesterday's show. Yes. They don't. The sense of humor is missing. You don't know. You've you like intellectually understand what a, a be doing good is, but you've been so removed from the necessities mm -hmm. and, and the grit of. Culture, underculture, subculture that like you're you don't know you you have no idea what's funny or not anymore because you don't know which way the arrow's pointing. And by the way, it's pointing at you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you can't laugh because you don't know you, you have no sense of humor about yourself. But I mean, that's the thing. I was like, I often wonder about that. It's like, is that why like rich liberal white people like like extreme sports because they can't uh, it's you know what i mean it's like you know how smokers really like salty or really spicy things because they don't have taste buds for anything mm. like they have dead in their taste buds so like i feel like oh. if like, with rich liberal white people it's like the same they've deadened themselves inside they can only feel the extremes like oh. this is the reason why they got a skydive 
Oh, okay. I like that. And they then that's why eat. they go to Burning Man. Exactly. Like, that's why I do I like, have to weird trade drugs. rations. Yeah. Yes. You know, like, because I mean, yeah, I think they have the to do ayahuasca drugs, to meet the mother spirit. You got like, it. Hello, I have to pay rent. The weirdest drugs <laughs> I've ever tried or seen people do always with rich liberal rights, where I'm just Which like. Liber- yeah, of course. A, I'm, they have the money for it. Yes. And B, they have the colonial instinct to ravage a cultural, <laughs> spiritual experience but it's a and turn it into mentality. recreation. It's a seeker mentality, which is good. You know, being seekers. I like, yeah, I yeah. like being a seeker. I am a seeker. I was just talking to my, I'm a seeker. Yeah. I was talking to my friend yesterday about like how my friend Erwin from um, college and he lives in San Francisco. We took a walk around. We ate at RNG Lounge. If you guys are ever in SF, wear a bulletproof vest and go to RNG Lounge because <laughs> you need, the Chinese food is incredible. <laughs> but um, it, we were saying how like some of us have that seeker mm-hmm. wiring yeah and some of us don't because he and i do you and i do mm-hmm. i bet if you had a sibling they wouldn't because his younger brother my younger brother yeah. both very conservative not seeking my brother has lived in uh la for almost six months now yeah and he has he doesn't know outside of k-town and i'm like what don't you want to go to another part of the city and like figure out what food to eat or like yeah. what to see or like what's the culture there or like the thrifting or whatever? Like, don't you want to like explore? And mm-hmm. he's like, not really. And I'm like, why did you move here? <laughs> what is the point of paying this exorbitant amount of rent if you're not going to consume? I like, mean, most people are not seekers. I didn't realize that. that I, I mean, me neither. And I will say That's that as I've shocking gotten, to me. As I've gotten older, I've become less of one. And uh, not well, less that, of a... that happens. But not less thrill of seeker. a... Yes, less of a less thrill, of a thrill seeker. seeker. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have... Certainly. And I do... That is certainly true. My husband is always a seeker in everything. Anything on a menu he hasn't tried, he's going to try. He's... I love that. Yeah. But then that's the reason why he winds up ordering the worst thing a lot. <laughs> but then you know he now he knows but yeah. it's like but um i think that most people are not this is the thing though peter it's because we are descendants of seekers most people are not seekers okay know that so every single immigrant every single first generation immigrant think about what your fucking parents did yeah that's true you were either a seeker or you were married a seeker and you got dragged the fuck to yes. America or whatever, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's like, it's a, someone that looking around them could imagine, and, and no one, I mean, think about how often people just don't leave their, even their home state, hometown. Hmm. The only time most people do that is in college. Right. And, and then for the first most two of years, them go right back. Go right back. Maybe yeah. two, three years, they'll wait, they'll go to the big city post-college, mm-hmm. but they all go back. Mm. almost universally and yeah. so like most people are not seekers i think that that's the reason why people who are seekers find like there's a period in college and post that we have this like kind of wonderful time where all your compatriots all your peers are in the same mode and same yeah. like kind of yeah. like we're all seeking we're learning new things we're meeting new people it's like the most diverse time in our lives is in college because you're meeting people from different parts of the country. It's a lot of times the first time most people have ever interacted with people of a different race. A you know? Minority yes. or a gay person or yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. So you're sharing this and as a seeker, you are like lit up because you're like, oh my God, this is what I always knew college would be. 
Because in high school, you feel so isolated. Right. And then college ends, couple years, everyone starts kind of trickling back Settling home. Settling down. Trickling back home. Getting married. You got it. And you start seeing people at every year, at every wedding, and you just see it all kind of, oh, I see. That was, but that's what I was talking about with my friend is yeah. that he's he's settled down. He bought a house. He has two kids. He has mm-hmm. a great job that he doesn't hate. But he's like, I want to go to Japan. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm I, I, I'm turning 40. I'm getting old. Like, I, I this is not, you know, he's happy. Yeah. He loves his kids. He loves his family. He loves, you know, seeing his kids learn new things. And, you know, he's like, I'm now living vicariously because my kids are seeking. Yeah. And I get to see them light up. And that really made me die inside because I was like, oh, you're seeking through your legacy now. It's no longer your turn or it's your true. time. But there's something inside of him that's like still wired that way, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like it's really kind of like slowly ripping, I think, like where it's like I love this, but also like it's just my I'm not wired like this. I, I need more. Mm-hmm. I need new, you know, uh, something else to learn, you know, and like, so I think we have some of us just have that wiring of like that never enoughness, you yes. know, and uh, I I wish I didn't have that sometimes because I'm fucking exhausted a lot. It makes you. It does really. It does <laughs> make you, it makes it makes it hard for you to find happiness. Yes, because because there's always the next. The next yes. hill, it's the it's the horizon. You know, yeah. you're always going to go towards it, and so you never reach it. And the thing is, something in our own minds, there, especially, I think there's this like toxic, sort of like combination that can prove to be very incredibly difficult, which is that of um, someone who is driven by success and a seeker, because there are plenty mm. of seekers that are chill. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there are I'm plenty the toxic of toxic kind. I'm me too. It's just like when you base your value on achieving and, and success and like making sure you hit X, Y, Z, that's rough. Yeah. Especially making when you're, sure my crypto is up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I will do a Patreon episode about this, but I need to talk to you guys about my cryptocurrency and. Yeah. Yeah, Peter needs to talk to it's, you, talk to, talk to me, and to others about yeah. this. <laughs> I have a new way for you to really full, feel great about yourself and achieve everything you have dreamed of. Just four easy payments of twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> this, this is what happened at the battery. <laughs> you got it. You got All right, folks. <laughs> we'll be right back. We are back. Oh, boy, indeed. (laughs) Guys, it's APAI Heritage Month. How much? Wait, but let me ask you this. How much promotional? How many promotional marketing emails are you getting about AAPI? Zero. Zero? I, I don't get promotional marketing emails. Oh, okay. You're off the grid. I, I've I unsubscribe from all of it. Oh, okay. I unsubscribe immediately after, like I don't want anyone emailing me ever, <laughs> except for you guys, our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I literally um wake up to like seventy five emails from no yeah why. 
because Madewell lets, wants to let me know that they, I could get 10% off. <laughs> and you, and I mean, and you, you need know, that 10. And I need that and 10. And you need that 10. And you know, <laughs> and you know this, right, Peter, that I enter like sweepstakes every day. What? Yeah. Every day? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I, 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 not, enter, I, I enter sweepstakes. Have you ever won? Never. No way. Never won. I've entered a sweepstakes. Okay, well. I've, I mean, I not just one, by the way. I like will devote part of my day to entering sweepstakes. Wait, I think I know this about you. This is this yeah. feels like one of those. Remember, we recently had a conversation and one of our listeners said you had this exact conversation in like episode 106. <laughs> I don't know why you keep do, guys keep doing this to us. <laughs> it's because I don't know about Unji, but I smoke way too much weed to remember any of what I say on this pod. This pod, clearly you know because you're listening that it's never edited. We Sometimes when I'm on the road and I'm stuck on in traffic, which hasn't happened a lot in quarantine, but it's starting to happen now. Yeah. I'll throw on our own show to be like, oh, what did Unji and I talk about? Oh my God, yeah, that was funny. But I'm not listening to it. Our poor engineer, Phil, uh, shout out to Phil. Yes. He listens to it and he chops it up. We don't do any of it. So like it is stream of consciousness. I probably have to make a lot of apologies in the last 180 episodes. I've offended probably a lot of people. We've lost a lot of people from our original. Remember our original audience with yeah. like, um, I think all of them are gone now. Shut up. <laughs> the originals? You think the OGs are, st if you're an OG listener, you're still with us from the, from the get. Yeah. Shout out and let us know yeah. in the DMs. We'd like to shout you out. And let us know if you know about the sweepstakes thing, because I've been doing it since. <laughs> I, I feel like that's something you have brought up. Yeah, I, 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 like, I do it. Fuck? I do it every day and I've never won. I have been doing it for I would probably. Why do you? Because, you know, I don't really like gambling, but this is my one way of gambling. Oh, interesting. It's this is luck. Your, like little, little, like, ooh, little yeah, like, zing, it's, little it's zeal. Like, and then, and then <laughs> as a result of entering these sweepstakes, I'm inundated with marketing material because I'm giving away I my see. email willy nilly. Really so what's the best APA history month uh, or heritage month email you've gotten? I mean, they're all what's, bad. It's all, all bad? like celebrate API. Oh, one of them was this is AAPI AF. Uh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> and I was like, I think that was the literal name of the show I did yesterday. <laughs> In San Francisco. <laughs> Um, I, mean, I haven't gotten many emails like that. Um, I got like, um, I think like one, a union sent like, oh, let's shout it out for our APA, whatever. I I haven't seen many like um, on, you know, on iTunes during Black History Month, it's yeah. like black voices, mm -hmm. catering, blah, blah. I haven't seen one Asian thing. Hey, iTunes, why don't you promote us? What the fuck, iTunes? Yeah. Us, Japanese breakfast. Fucking, uh, what's her name? The, oh, she's escaping Yeji. me right now. Yeji. Yeah. You know, like, uh, Far East Movement. There's a lot of... <laughs> Far East Movement. <laughs> we talked about this in a past podcast, how there's no fucking Asian... Or BTS. Or BTS. Where's all the K-pop? The J-pop? The C-pop? <laughs> the F-pop? Filipino pop? Where is it? iTunes? <laughs> 
I, I'm gonna open Spotify right now. Yeah. And see. Let's see. I'm angry. This is the fucking type of erasure that causes you know people to be like, oh, wait your turn. Actually, I will say that um, all of the streaming services though have been pushing it. Because they realize that it's blatantly obvious to the fucking naked eyeball that there are not enough Asian stories. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that I, I got was like nope, AAPI. Nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. AAPI, whatever. And it's like a, an ensemble cast with like the smallest face is the Asian one. And I was just like looking at it. I was like, I don't know if uh, there are any. Oh, I see this person. I feel like that's a lot of them. But I'm like, yeah. I don't think. Oh, yeah, I see this one person. And they have to switch up the even the poster of the show because yeah, I didn't recognize no. some of the picture. I don't you know Netflix be doing that like yeah. during like Women's Month they'll do like uh, Jenna Jenna uh, from The Office. Yes, you know what I mean. Like instead of Michael Scott, it's like okay, okay. yeah, cool, we see it. <laughs> All right, AP History Month they put fucking what's her name, um, the Indian girl, Mindy Kaling. Mandy Kaling. Yeah. Or was like the Indian girl? Okay, Peter. <laughs> is she Pakistani? No, no, she's Indian. But oh. um, what is it? What I do you think... mean? Oh, because I called her a girl? No, I was just like this random the Indian, Indian mogul. Girl. No, yeah, she's a mogul. She's a bona fide. She's like yeah, yeah. Yeah, showrunner and everything. I would say like they do she's this with like um, community, like where they have Danny Putty in the picture or something. <laughs> You know, we're like, oh, didn't realize he was such a significant part of the show. We're called as an AP, API led yeah. show. Um, you know, okay, yeah. whatever. You know, Speaking of API it. led, though, um, I recently found out that her mm -hmm. was half Filipino, half black. Yes. Well, uh, because the inside of the Oscars, they did a shot of her mom. And I was like, oh, that bitch is Filipino. And I looked yes. it up and it was, yeah, for sure. Yes. And she did a um, stop. API hate thing, mm -hmm. um, or like a shout out thing. And also, I saw her in concert. Eric and I went to a concert. When? So I didn't tell you about this. I, talking about sweepstakes, I entered a sweepstakes and won two tickets to this concert called Vax Live that, that was thrown by Global Citizen. When? And it was the first Sunday, Sunday, May 3rd. Uh, second, May 2nd, it's May 2nd, it was 6.30 p.m., it was at the SoFi Center, which is where the, it's a new, uh, football stadium, yeah. um, uh, in LA, it's where the Rams play, mm -hmm. and it is, uh, we got, it, we got it through, um, our, uh, Kedron vaccine sites, yeah, they were like, hey, as a thank you to us, um, they're giving, they're giving us a bunch of, like, uh, tickets, and we got it, and it we I honestly thought it was just gonna be I don't know anything about sports or sports yeah. centers, I didn't know how big this was gonna be. I thought it was just gonna be like okay, uh, some people like it's gonna come for us, and we're all yeah. gonna be outside waving flags, uh, flags, you know, be like thank you, frontline workers, yeah. whatever, right? Turns out this was the first concert to ever uh, of this size. Yeah. There were forty thousand people there. Oh my God. All vaxxed. All had to be verified. Yeah. Through their vaccine cards and IDs. And then checked for temperature, everything coming in. Um, uh, uh, phones were put in pouches so no one could film. Yeah. Because the whole th it was a filming of this concert that's going to play May 8th, this Saturday. Oh my uh, God. Or this Sunday. This Sunday. And um, 
It was hosted by uh, Selena Gomez, who what? had a horrible cold. How do you not tell me this at any point when I'm texting you? We're texting each other constantly. You don't tell me you're at a concert with 40,000 fucking people? They made me put the, uh, my phone in the pouch. <laughs> <laughs> I could have texted you. But it was I, I, truly, Unji, I did not know what I was stepping into. I really didn't understand. And they were like, oh, because you worked with Kedrin, all the frontline people are going to be on, on the floor. Oh, so my I God. Was on the f- I had floor seats. I was steps away from Selena Gomez, who hosted. Um, it was a bunch of celebrities who came out. Um, President Biden and Joe Biden, Dr. Joe Biden. Are you um, serious? Sent a message. A lot of people did video messages. Um, J-Lo closed out the show. What? Um, yes. Her performed. Eddie Vedder. What? Um, yeah, Jay Balvin. Who I had no idea who he was, but is. he's fucking dope. He's okay. like a, a, a Spanish language, okay. um, kind of like R and B pop star. A phenomenal talent uh, that we have not yet to see. Incredible voice. Yeah. Let me tell you, like crooner. You know. Oh, I love a crooner. Uh, oh, beautiful. Um, Foo Fighters at the end came out and did a mini concert just for us, untaped. Did five. Did five songs. What? Rocked our brains out. My my brains were like flooding out of my ears. Oh my god! And this was a—I mean, truly, it was vaccine propaganda. Wait, I, I you say. enter a sweepstakes one time and you win? <laughs> I've been entering sweepstakes for a decade. Every day I enter, I've never won anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wasn't going to bring it up. That's why I like didn't bring it up for a while. And here we are. I was going to save this for a Patreon episode, but I feel I felt like I was lying to you for too long. <laughs> so I entered this sweepstakes one, two tickets. We oh got four seats to this taped concert that is being lo- broadcasted at the simulcasted by ABC, NBC, Fox and... Um, What's the last one? Uh, whatever. CBS? CBS. Yeah. All the major networks. iHeartRadio. It's Live Nation. Wow. It is being blasted. And the whole thing behind it is, A, obviously, get vaxxed because look at what we're doing. If you're, if we're all vaxxed, we could be in a fucking stadium. Oh, getting sneaky. Getting our faces rocked. Yeah. But the... That's like kind of the undercurrent message because it's not overtly like get vaccine. Mm -hmm. What the overt message was is make vaccines available to everyone now uh, because India is suffering. Yeah. And India is in a horrible way. I was talking to my friend Nalini who was cluing me in on Mm -hmm. some of what's going on there. It's really bad. She's saying like basically – you know, her, their government's fucking corrupt as mm-hmm. every government is fucking corrupt. You, um, they're selling their vaccines out mm-hmm. to highest bidders while their own nation's people are dying mm-hmm. and need donations from other nations mm-hmm. for their poor. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely like even as bad as America can get and we are bad and where we are is really ugly 
and we really need to fucking step up, especially talking about unhoused people. But unhoused people can get vaccines here. They just are choosing not to because they think the earth is flat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever your choice is to not get vaccinated. Like if you have anyone that like I have a, did I tell you I talked to my boyfriend's um, family members How did that go? who are anti-vaxxers? Yeah. It went horribly. So they're still not I, getting it? I got very, I lost it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm on a Zoom with nine white people. Yeah. I lost it. Very nice people. But, yeah. you know, this woman is crying. I mean, I brought up a statistic she used, yeah. which was on the CDC site. For, it was an addendum statistic saying these are the self-reported deaths after vaccinations. Mm-hmm. And it was 0.00016%. Yeah. And I was like, that amount of deaths, first of all, self-reported, yeah. is statistically insignificant. And you are choosing to look at this and blow this up. And she and she started crying. She was like, statistically insignificant. These are lives. You can't call lives insignificant. And she started. Oh, that's weaponized tear. Those are weaponized tears. Hello? Yeah. She started crying so much. She had to go to the bathroom to throw up. (laughs) And I'm not saying she didn't. Yeah, I'm no, saying yeah, she yeah, absolutely yeah. did. I, I, I'm not. La- and I was I, like, I'm not laughing at her. I'm I'm laughing at her. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> like you know, I don't know how to interface, and I'm I I don't know if she listens to this. Yeah. If you do, I won't say who you are, but really, you have to understand. I'm trying to I, I get her to understand a little bit of, um, f- like, b- focus out a little bit. Zoom right. out a little bit. There are people, entire billions of people in India that are starving to get a needle in their arms. And she doesn't even have to do that. You I mean, have like, the even privilege with her, with, to. But she wants, if she wants to interact with her own family, this is a condition they're placing on it, right? They're not, though. Not everyone. Oh. Like, my partner is. Yeah. But the rest of the family's okay. Or some of the families are okay, some members are not. Okay. And there are kids involved too. So That's I'm what like, I, mean. I don't understand how this is okay for any of these kids. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we, for the kids, give them a, a vaccinated bubble? Yeah. But I, I, I don't know how to explain that to someone that believes that this statistically insignificant um, factoid. Is, means that is she not, shouldn't get vaccinated because it's just one of the things that's pointing her to I don't trust. This is not there something's something's afoot. You know, like it's right. this idea of any type of conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. no matter what it's not even conspiracy theory, it's cult mentality. We do it with improv. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, we do it with comedy. No, I mean, y'all it's, it y'all is, do it with anti-vaxxing. Yes, like it's just yes. a little more harmful than long form improvisation. Like <laughs> we're all choose a cult, but try to choose one that's not going to hurt brown and black people because of your you feel that for your bubble it's safe. You don't, you're never going to interact. You're never going to go to a store or be, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's such immediate fear-based thinking that Mm -hmm. really doesn't, uh, the the, the quote-unquote 
a progressive liberal whatever mm-hmm. like you don't understand how a not liberal that is yeah i mean it's interesting i recently also had a conversation with a anti-vaxxer i mean i would say that i've known several anti-vaxxers who are all vaccinated that were like distrustful <laughs> i don't believe it and their wives were like no you're getting fucking uh, yeah. vaxxed well um, they had wives that had brains that had brains and we're like there you're you go. not going anywhere unless you're vaxxed we can't do yeah. anything unless you're vaxxed do you actually so you're talking about men this? who are yes. yeah but you, how do you talk to a woman well i mean when you speak to a woman about this i truly have not met I mean, most of the anti-vaxxers I know are women, like uh, anti-vaxxers like for children. So those are right. all anti-vaxxers, yes. But I don't, um, in terms of, the, but even of those, they have gotten the COVID vaccine, very strangely enough. Because <laughs> like, you got to live your life. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, but does I, she want to get on a plane? Does she want to Does she want to send her child to school in the fall? Like there's some federal sort of regulations Right. That even in spite of her feelings about it are going to be she in homeschools. place. Gasp. OMG. <laughs> floored. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a person for whom their ideals and principles. I mean, she's in it. One hundred disconnected prairie. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, so that, I'm going to make a commune and raise yeah. my own cabbage. And yeah, so, it's yeah, like, I mean, so to that person, I don't know how to reach out and say, Hey hun, like, I because understand. They don't care scared. about, they don't care about anything aside from their own values and principles. That's exactly it. Cause then and you that, can't penetrate that. Right. Cause they've created their own world. And you've, you've created an ethos to live by mm-hmm. that you have justified, justified, because of something you fear and because of that fear-based justification it feels real and you don't know how to it's the same reason we are like oh i don't want to go to hell so i'm going to believe in jesus and now you really believe you're going to heaven (laughs) because of your fear of hell is so great but what are you afraid of everything everything it's like proto um white female fragility yeah it's too much and i don't know how to interface with that honestly it's my fault because i don't have enough empathy tools to reach that person yeah i I have i barely have enough to reach you yeah i mean when you're having a bad day i'm like (laughs) bitch get it together your fucking hair is a mess that's how i talk to people and that's my fault I, and that's who I am. Yeah. Whatever. Same same thing, yeah, yeah. right? I'm taking ownership over that, which means in order to interface with someone like that, mm-hmm. I either have to become a, a an aesthetic monk or mm-hmm. I have to avoid engaging. Because I can't have you throw up every time I say it, the truth. I can imagine being confronted with a, a statistic like that. With someone that you're arguing with and your reaction being that. Why did you even bring this statistic That's up? crazy. To, that, I mean, that's Did cr- you that's think crazy. that was going to fly in a conversation? A thing that says in bold that is, this is not indicative of the COVID vaccine in bold letters. And it's also when we talk about it not being statistically significant, it's because statistically anything is possible. There are very, very few things that are 100%. Right. 
that's the whole thing is that like life and its myriad of mysteries and possibilities and you take the best chance at yeah, it yeah that's what it is when are you you when you when you get out the fucking door you're taking a chance baby let's you ever fucking look at the weather and it's like oh mostly sunny and you go out and bitch it starts raining yes bit sometimes it's just not right it, correct that's life correct. huh you can't try to fucking take away every risk factor out of your life I mean, that's, that's that's no way to live. That's not how math or the world or anything like. But there's a lot of people like this, so scared, so trying to like, um, be devoid of danger of but that risk. That feels like a pathology. I mean, like I'm a pretty anxious person that thinks a lot about risk, but to be this averse, well, that feels I'm like a pathology. Here, I'm not here to diagnose. Diagnose, anyone. yeah, because I mean, that's, I'm just reporting what I see and observe. Yeah, that feels. <laughs> like a pathology but yeah but it just going back to your original point and also ultimately today our api stuff about india let's just right. have that like my friend also um i think that is also contributing to her anxiety about re-entering society even though she is here watching how india is un unfolding how that whole situation is like kind of crumbling and it is I mean, it's really the way bad. we look at North Korea. Yeah. How, how could you, how else can you look at it? You go, fuck. Yeah. Pray for them <laughs> or yes. go on a missions trip. Or, uh, you can't really, they won't let you enter, but like, I don't know. <laughs> no. Yeah. Be a, <laughs> be a white tourist from Switzerland. I don't know. <laughs> do but I mean, for she's us, like, she's for, for her. Us, yeah, it's like, it's very we can't, personal. There's nothing yeah. we can do. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. She, for her, it's definitely not as removed because we've been effectively not one nation of or one people. Yeah. She's family there, you know? Yeah. yeah exactly. So it's like, I feel, and so I think it's, she's having a tougher time feeling like, even though she's double vaxxed, that she can move away from the pandemic, that we are at all moving I away. I understand from that. It. Yeah. I understand that. And that's real. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, that's going to be everyone's personal journey back. Yes. Clearly, some people are not having a good time back. Yeah. Because <laughs> these attacks are getting worse and worse, folks. Yes. And you know it. We don't have to dwell on it. But before we can even dive into heritage, like, we have to acknowledge that this is a major, major thing that we have to address. And every time we don't speak about it or we turn we get uh, annoyed or like deadened to a story. You know how like every time we, we saw a black man getting shot or heard about a black man getting shot by a cop, mm -hmm. you know, every time it happens, it just becomes less and less. It's like the Trump effect, like fatigue, fatigued, trauma, fatigued. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I wanted to ask you, how, how do you engage with it? I've been compartmentalizing it in a way that I think is healthier than after Atlanta. After Atlanta, I was like, it was very raw and I was compartmentalizing it. Um, mm. And now after Atlanta, I feel like I have like um, kind of a psychic checklist of things that I've like, I've synthesized and I feel like I've processed the trauma like even through from the beginning of pandemic, because like, you know, let's be real. This has been ongoing since March 2020. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I'm in a place where I can process it quickly 
and also not taking away from the sense of it, you know, like we're seeing all the things, this thing in San Francisco, there was an incident in Chicago in Logan Square, like, um, so being able to read it, because I, I think I went through a period where I just wasn't reading it. I was, I was, it yeah, was self press You can't, because I couldn't engage with it. You have to give it. yourself some space. And, right. Yeah. I gave myself that grace, <clears throat> self-preservation, what have you. Yeah. Um, but now I think I'm in a place where I can read it and it is like what we were saying. I'm, this is part of the fuel I use to move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, I am reading a lot more about like not only incident, but I feel like I'm much more engaged with Asian American history in America than Mm -hmm. I ever have been. I mean, and I feel like certainly we did start doing that just by virtue of doing this podcast, but That was much more, I feel like, Korean-centric. I'm just engaging yeah. with all of it way yeah, more yeah. now. And you should, Have you seen Warrior on HBO Max? Mm-mm. You, oh, Unji, you'll scream. <laughs> it is psychic catharsis. Okay. It really is empowerment. I mean, anytime you get to see white men's uh, heads lopped off, I'm <laughs> Like I, I wish they kind of had By like a, a Bruce counter. Lee type. Yeah, you know like what a mean? counter. Yeah. I was like, uh, white, like twenty-seven white heads will roll. I'm like, click. Yes. <laughs> that would actually we should. Uh, that would be a fun like thing to uh, like cartoonize and yeah. just do every week. <laughs> How many white heads will roll? Yeah. Yeah. And they don't have to be specific white heads. It could no. just be. It could be a white head on a nose, like a pimple. Like something's <laughs> got to be excavated. <laughs> So I it's, mean, like, um, yeah, it's good. It's I mean, I, yeah, it is hard, but I feel like it's I've hard. gotten to a place with it that I can process and synthesize quickly, yeah. but not taking away any of the weight of it. So, Warrior has really helped me with that in yes. that way. Because yes. yes, it's bad, and guess what? Watching Warrior, we knew this, but it's bad since the 1800s. Yeah. So this isn't a new issue. Yeah, and and let's stop acting like it's new. You know, it's like when people found out about George Floyd, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure like, like the African-American it, community, guys. like yeah. activists inside the act- African-American community certainly have had to. And again, this is not everybody needs to do it this way. This is just how I decide. Yeah, my way yeah. is how yeah. I'm moving forward. It's helped but it's me. It's good to know. Yeah. I need to I want to know. And I like to talk about it, you yeah. know, and because we don't we just don't talk. We stopped. My friend Erwin and I were talking about like how we don't talk to our families and Mm -hmm. he's openly, you know, commiserating with me about like how his dad, um, you know, it's hard to approach. And he's like saying my sisters would be better because they have tools like emotional language. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so like I've always been in awe of him as a friend because he's always been so self-aware mm-hmm. but it's also so like it's empowering when you know at least like i don't have those tools so i should get them if i want to engage in this way yes the work is hard mm-hmm. but the acknowledgement is nice and that's what i like to see from my white friends yeah and my black friends and my latin friends and and mostly really and this is to all of you listening I'd like to see that from my Korean friends. I demand it. 
I need you guys to communicate with each other and reach out. Like, w- this is a one-way communication because we just have cans on and we're fucking screaming into the void every week. <laughs> you know, it, cackling. It's, yeah, yeah. It's it's you know it's fucking uh, it's a it's a time. It's a ajima gaggle. Mm-hmm. We're we're ha- we're laughing. We're crying. We're processing. We're, you know, reacting, we're, we're dreaming, all of it. Like, the, it, it, we're doing all of it, but you guys just listen to it, <laughs> you know? And uh, we'd love to engage. There have been, we've talked about on this podcast where our listeners have called us out and we've grown from that. And, yeah. I, you know, it sucks being progressively minded. It really does. You know, like <laughs> Christians, like done. real Christians yeah. have it hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like the fucking Ton Christians, like yeah. real Christ like people. It's hard to be like them because they're always fucking empathetic yeah. and thinking about the other person. And I'm like, God, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly, because like they're people that are really Christian that are like good, good. Good, good. God damn. Like, I, they're always reading the Bible and finding new shit. <sighs> new Can you imagine shit. reading the same Getting book? Getting enlightened oh. over and over. This is why it's the greatest book ever written because I people mean, are finding new shit all the time. Also, they be fucking changing the world. All the time. All the time. Oh, it's this, a is what scam. These, this is what it's he means scam. with this time. Yes, I mean, truly, yeah, I read, yeah. I've read the Upanishads like one and a half times. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Is that like the Hindu, like seven books or something? Uh-huh. It's like, it's, uh, yeah. there's the Bhagavad Gita. That's like the story story. And the Upanishads yeah. are like the philosophical texts that accompany it. And yeah, oh, okay. it's like about the oneness of shit. Zero, yeah. one, spirit, oneness. You are nothing. He is nothing. God is nothing. God is all. Yes. You know, yes. yeah. the regular. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I mean, I get it. <laughs> You got the vibe. I mean, it's like, it, for me, I was like, I could have gotten a lot of this from like a really mindful journey with someone, like doing mushrooms with someone really mindful, right? Like, yeah, was, like Marianne Williamson. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the mother spirit. <laughs> Don't do me like that. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, like cosmos, like, you know, the general vibe of what it yeah, is. Psychedelic be, oneness. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like that's that's what God is. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, you know that's why you gotta be kind because you're you're sitting and stomping and you're, shitty on you're earth. stabbing yourself. Yeah, you it's know true. that guy who stabbed those two ladies mm-hmm. yesterday mm-hmm. in San Francisco. He's stabbing himself, but he just doesn't know it. We've we've Ooh. been we've been so um, we've been so distanced from each other that we feel like we're not of the same thing it's our it's kind of the human thing to be very violently um othering (laughs) and the thing is if we were if you were on mushrooms and you could see the energy rods that are between all of us (laughs) you can see that this is why i okay can i tell you i know this is so silly but I did mushrooms up in Yosemite. Okay. And I laid by a glade. Uh-huh. Okay. A looking up, uh, uh, truly in the shadow of El Capitan, which is a mountain face, a famous mountain face in Yosemite National Park. Mm-hmm. That um, if, if you've ever seen Free Solo, that climbing movie. Yes. It's, my, that's my, what, my palms yeah, that's are fucking face, sweating. That's what he's climbing. Yeah. <sighs> he's free climbing. Yeah. With no rope. Yeah. 
My mouth's getting dry. And <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I sat there in like a kind of like a rushing river and laid there and looked up at the mountain. Wow. And um, tripped and really had a spiritual moment. Remember like la- two years, last year I told you I had one of these too, where yeah. I saw my grandma's face. Mm-hmm. It was another one of these uh, mo- Wait, was that the, were your grandma's face? That was on mushrooms? Mushrooms, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You um, connect on I mushrooms. connect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mushrooms, when I do mushrooms, I'm like, um, hey, what's that Wi-Fi code? <laughs> to the universe. <laughs> oh my God. These are just so cheesy. <laughs> It's the Wi-Fi code to the universe. <laughs> My God. It really calms everything down for you, for me. Mm-hmm. And I get to just be still. Mm-hmm. And Because um, you realize stuff on acid. Like you level up. You prune away shit on acid. Yeah. 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 I mean, both. But uh, on acid, it's, I think I'm more, um, it's a way spacier experience. Yeah. You're like in the next dimension like mm-hmm. on mushrooms you're on earth but you're like you are earth yes 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 which is like a beautiful thing yes but um acid you're like you're a cosmos mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> which is another level yeah but uh you're right what it comes back to is that to be american i think it's to be different it's I I really do believe America is a land of immigrants. Yes. And in order for us to move past this point, we really must um, make everyone uh, humble to that experience. Like we all have to be sitting by a glade and being like, we are part of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm very excited for MNMD, this company that I invested in. <laughs> it's called Mind Medicine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if it's a good company or not, but I, I, I'm liking what they do. There was a New York Times article uh, two days ago about a huge breakthrough in treating um, severe, severe like Marines and um, PTSD. You know, PTSD mm-hmm. with MDMA. Yeah. And that has that's pushing this huge thing for it's been being tested for a while now decades yeah but now it's becoming like vogue and as drugs do it it become and you know it's cyclical like lsd was being uh and psychedelics were being used to treat depression and you know schizophrenia and same reasons yeah same same reasons and then it got highly fucking demonized yeah and then they released fucking crack cocaine into (laughs) tc you know what i mean like so it's just like White people, you know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> stop it for a second and let's. But but is, really... it, is this is this supposed to the MDMA is supposed to trigger sort of feelings of like empathy? Is that what this is like? Again, because it does shut down, like with PTSD. I think like, it's yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's um, in my experience with MDMA, it's really uh, kind of quieting your uh, f- your fear. Um, or blocking your fear associations. Right. Right? So like anxiety, fear. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, it's like, 
appreciating everything like oh this is lovely or this is i like this touch or yes. like oh the breeze feels incredible right now. you know like everything's mm-hmm. euphoria sure so i think when you when you have ptsd it's hard to reach those moments of euphoria or like those times of being that present and happy because you're constantly imprisoned <laughs> you know like so it's i'm sure it's that feeling of like freeness and you know um but i i think it's like f- uh, at smaller doses right not you're not like fucking going to coachella you know it's not <laughs> like, euphoric but it's more about making sure that in a day-to-day context yeah in a day-to-day yes. context i mean especially when it was initially introduced it was for that specifically because right. so that people could access it but then also they didn't realize how serotonin works so like people would have really i mean the day after molly like it's you're like oh, kind of feel huge lows. Yeah. Yeah. So I've like, never yeah. had that, which I don't know what that says about me, but um, I did that, not know that, Peter. That is really weird. Okay. Is that really rare? Yeah. Like the fact that I've you don't never feel blue felt, after Molly? Ne- not once. And I know that's a problem, but I've never had it. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I feel lucky because yeah. I, I, I've seen my friends the yeah. next day and they're like, ugh, don't talk to me. Yeah. Or like, they're, they're like in the you know couch like yeah. all crawled up and yeah. i'm like i need to go to brunch <laughs> you know like <laughs> maybe it's just that i don't have access to that area which is which is nice but um not my med did not do that um mm-hmm. study they are a company drug company canadian mm-hmm. a lot of great uh canadian like cannabis and uh, psychedelic drug companies coming out of canada yes they um they are using lsd mushrooms mm-hmm ketamine all these like psychedelic drugs to treat um uh uh, ptsd anxiety depression um you know a a lot of like mental health needs we have right now bipolar you Mm -hmm. know like it's and it's still very new but i i am a big proponent of it so um I, this this was not me trying to get you to invest. <laughs> I am not a financial. I am not a financial advisor. Do not take my. I have to say that you might ruin your life. Uh, do not invest in a company because I told you so. I'm just telling you about uh-huh. my journey through this since the Yosemite thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's like because I, I think that could be you know beneficial for society. I mean, truly, when I'm seeing this come up and again and again and like. You know, I've talked about it on this pod, I think often, but this like Psychology Today article, and it's a study that come, came out of Stanford about like how schizophrenics in America are mm-hmm. so much more hyper-violent. Yeah. Um, and how schizophrenics in Africa and India are obsessed with cleanliness and family. And oftentimes mm-hmm. the voices they hear are not necessarily um, bad. They hear them yeah. as benevolent voices of their p- family members telling them to do good. And mm. something about in America, like if we think about the mentally ill or specifically even schizophrenics, because I mean, people with epilepsy even like, you know, have historically been harbingers and like canaries in a coal mine for what we face as a culture. Mm. If we think about that, not only are the canaries in our coal mine dying (laughs) before they die they turn around and stab us in the face (laughs) like what's happening in this coal mine like what is happening in the a lot of bad a lot of a lot of bad a lot of toxic shit yes 
So when we talk about putting out good energy, like I think that is a part of it. Like if we can just acknowledge that we are connected to each other, that we live in the same fucking coal mine. Yeah. You know, like that's that's to me like when you were saying that America being a nation of immigrants and acknowledging that, yeah, like America is always going to be a white people to. I need white people, every white person to acknowledge that they're on someone else's land Mm -hmm. because white people and the media have overrepresented whiteness, you know, not necessarily always in overt superiority, but the fact that Seth Rogen could have 90 movies being Seth Rogen. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, we have to beg to be shown on TV. Yeah, is... I got I got I got I got to audition 3 times for a fucking podcast. <laughs> we'll get into that. But that's the white supremacy that we're trying to dissolve. Mm-hmm. It's not it is yes that guy from Atlanta who had a sex addiction with Asian women and this power dynamic and whatever. But it is also the small everyday things. That we do to constantly other Asians. And this is not just from white people. It's white, black, brown, and Asians. Other Asians. Asians. We really need to stop othering yeah. other Asians. Yeah. It used it was fun for our parents mm-hmm. because they had a specific experience with China. Sure. And Japan. Yes. And whatever. Like, okay, let me tell you this experience yesterday. So one of the comics, her name is Atsuko Okatsuka. Oh my god! Yeah, you did the great show comic. with her. Oh my gosh, yeah. great! Yeah, she's great. Uh, Sereni Wirasakera, Sri Lankan girl, okay, queer girl, super funny, loved her. Jr. D. Guzman, um, Filipino, uh, wonderful comic. Also oh my god, musical. this is a big show. These are all like, yeah, biggies. Yeah, biggies. Yeah, Asian biggies. Asian biggies. <laughs> and I got to host. Yeah, you know. God, let me tell you, thank God I fucking hosted. I had no material. I wasn't going to do any old material. I was like, let me just play with the audience and have some fun. Oh, my God. And I had a couple things half. that did. You're, you're about to do half and half? I'm going to do half and half. I got some Zoom material, one entirely new joke that I'm going to just, I have three of them. I'm going to just keep swapping it out and see what works. And then three minutes of old material. I just can't. I can't do all new material. Peter, are you crazy? I have one thing about um, that story I told you about that family member who cried when I said statistically significant. Yes. Um, So I have one bit about like, oh my God, I realized that finally math hurts white women. (laughs) Math hurts white women. Yes. We can weaponize math. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, But that's all I have. And I'm like, I don't even like it that much. So I, um, I'm so glad I hosted and, Anyway, so we were having dinner and she ordered green tea Mm -hmm. and she like mumbled something about ordering green tea. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, Yeah. Very Japanese. It's because you're Japanese, you know, and she was she kind of like gave me like a weird look and she was like, "Uh, I'm also half Taiwanese. And I was like, yeah, I know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And she was like, yeah. And she was like. Oh, okay. And then it was just kind of like an odd moment. We kind of brushed by. And then later, 
she was like, yeah, you know, I understand. We were talking about like white supremacy and all that. It's like, you know, being Japanese, I understand that being around Asians, that like Japanese people are very like, oh, you very, we kind of did the bad thing most recently, you yeah. know? And uh, she was like, yeah. And that's why when you said that comment about the, um, your Japan, because it's your Japanese thing, you know, like I, I was like, oh, the Taiwanese. And I was like, wait, oh. about the green tea? And yeah. she was like, yeah, because. I'm cheap. And I was like, huh? no, it's because you order green tea. tea. Japanese people be loving green tea. <laughs> I thought, uh, tell me otherwise, yeah. you know? And she was like, oh, I thought you were calling me cheap because I ordered green tea and not like a cocktail. And I was like, oh, oh. that's not, I'm glad we cleared that up because that's not at all what I was insinuating. I was insinuating it's because you're Japanese. It was like not even a joke. It was like whatever, you know? And but she that's like the danger had, of that kind of a joke. That kind of that Right. Yeah. Right. It's and so I'm just like, oh, because she got a joke, to it a totally different thing. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I I didn't either. And she was like, that's why I was trying to like convince you that I was also Taiwanese. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, you live with that. Yeah. I didn't realize you live with that this feeling of like oh sorry for being japanese yeah you know and i never not once have thought of her and said thought like Ugh, the japanese comic you know like <laughs> not once ever you know what i mean like yeah. not even in jest you mm -hmm. know so like now because of that experience i'm like oh maybe we don't need to like do that yeah to each other I will. Uh, yes, it's true. There are Japanese people in my life. Yeah. Who's I mean, not ja the Japanese people I know, but their parents who certainly have been weird because I'm Korean. Really? Like racist. How? Like, don't talk to her. Like, you know, well, she's it's not they're not as good. <gasps> Literally. Oh, Literally. You know what's crazy, Eunji? My harmony, mm. um, who's from Pyongyang, mm. you know, or OG, yeah, like Naemyeong Queen of Pyongyang, oh, and she. <laughs> oh my God! I, love I had a man. friend. Yeah. Her name, you, uh, you know, she's still my friend, but like um, back in middle school, uh -huh. her name's Yuka Yoneda. Uh -huh. Invited her over, and she thought she was Korean, uh -huh. and we were playing, and she was like, "Okay, bye." I was like, "Bye," and then. She goes, oh, you know, how come she didn't she didn't speak uh, Korean? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, she's Japanese. And she told me she spits mm -hmm. and she goes, she can never come through those doors ever again. Yeah. Don't ever hang out with her. And I was mm -hmm. like, why? It's like, we don't fucking talk to Japanese people, blah, blah. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, OK. And that was very drilled into my head of like, oh, you've got a trauma with Japanese people. Yeah. No, I mean, you like I've I had a lot of like half of friends, especially like being where the high school I went to, not a big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, I understood the trauma, blah, 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 but it's like, you're in fucking high school, whatever. That's like not close to us. Right. And, but yeah, like Japanese people who are like, oh, they're Korean. Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> don't, touch, don't touch this. Like, kind yeah, of bad, yeah, yeah. you know, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to have my eyes on you. Yeah, I, I'm going to count yeah. the silverware after you're gone. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes, exactly. And that's, you know, that was really surprising. That's, that's surprising. But, but they were from Japan. Like, these were like Japanese, Japanese people. I figured. Yeah. yeah. 
not yeah. like you know people that have JA, like, third yeah, generation. exactly yeah. you know like yeah not any of those kind of people at all right um these, these are i've only Japan. experienced i think because i grew up in flushing mm-hmm. i've only experienced um internal asian hate yes uh, of koreans hating everyone else yes yeah it was never people hating me mm-hmm. or other Asians hating me. Sure. Or if it was, it was them doing it quietly. Like, <laughs> he's going to get mad. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, I, that's, it's, I did not know this about this stereotype about Japanese people. It would never have occurred to me. Of being cheap? Yeah. I've literally never heard. That. I've never heard that. ever. I know about chi- Chinese people being cheap, Korean people. That being I know. Able- yeah, China- yes. <laughs> but I mean, like, I've never heard this. But this is never. the danger, right? Because we don't know what people bring to any situation. The weight right. of whatever you know thing that they've experienced. Right. So I mean, this is a lesson. That was a lesson. I I just think like I think maybe if as comedians, mm-hmm. if we can move past joking about identifiers mm. which is truly stand up 101 mm. i look like blank fucked blank or you know like i know what I you're looking that's, at you i think. would say that's stand up 102 <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of advanced <laughs> yeah okay cuz i'm <laughs> what do you think 101 is um, I, Fart? I, farts, like farting? I fucked this, my parent, this, my no, name. No. Maybe name, but like, yeah, I think if we How move I look, past yeah, yeah, identifier yeah. Yeah, yeah. and just go to behavioral, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a deeper way to joke, you know, and we could also learn something about you. Sure. So, so maybe if we just stick to behavioral joking as opposed to a broad look at joking at like the way I look versus who I decide to fuck or, you know, like any of these labels. Sure. It's hard, but like, I think that's what's keeping us stuck. Like it's, yes. it's the cheap joke factory mm-hmm. is like, Oh, appearance or yes. yeah, appearance how I identify. Of, yes. Yeah. Um, I would say that, Instead of a six-minute set, for example, yeah. Yeah. it is harder. Um, I do. I will say that, like, I don't know what I'm gonna do for my JFL. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that, like, in is, terms is that of, what you're talking about? Your JFL no, six? No, no, no. I'm saying that just in general. That yeah. when we talk about identifiers and stuff like that, it's like also I feel like an opportunity to educate. And it's like you can be truthful yeah, no, no, about no. who you are. I'm sorry. I'm things. sorry. Yeah. I'm not saying about your own. I'm talking about someone else's. Oh, yeah. Of course. Like, Who's doing that? That's horrible. <laughs> there's a lot of people. Who you know, like gay people be like this. Black people be like this. Asians be like this. If they're if they themselves are not. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I think that's the like, that's the danger of like, of of you know, like continuing to like belittle someone about 
something they can't choose, like they can't help a behavior you can help. Yeah. And also the fact that you, know, you like, have no idea about you're not that thing. <laughs> that's crazy. I know. But that's what I'm saying is like that kind of joking is still we still do it. Yeah. You know, like especially inter-Asian wise. This is true. We do, a, you know, like us joking about like, let's say, oh, Korean people are wife beaters. That's like a <laughs> joke that, you know, it's pretty old, but that's a thing, right? And we continue to proliferate that. Yeah. We keep it in our zeitgeist. Like we should just like move it out of it. You know, like you can't say all Koreans are this. Mm-hmm. Only your trash Koreans, you know, are like that. Yes. Or whatever, you know, like, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm trying to like get us off of the first level of comedy or like first level of like roasting someone, which right. is like, they're we're in the We're in the mezzanine and you're trying to get us to <laughs> the pool. Not, you're not even trying to get us to the penthouse, which is above the pool. Yeah, yeah. Because the penthouse looks out onto the pool. The helipad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, anyway, I, I do understand. Mushrooms and deeper, uh, deeper roasts. I mean, yeah, because we'll the thing is, like, I because I think <laughs> what you and I are really trying to talk about is like how we process and continue to synthesize all the violence that's been continuing to happen to Asian Americans. It being Asian American History Month, and like. You know, I was trying to talk about it, not dwell and not be morose or, um, you know, yeah, and trying to synthesize it. And it's like, yeah, I mean, how do we continue, continue to process it, take it in, not gloss over it, not, you know what I mean? And it's like, I think these moments of connection and learning that we are both coming coming to it with you know and struggling through that's how we yeah. move forward yeah more connection more connection learning you know and like doing i mean like the doing something about it even if it's work on yourself mm-hmm. it will feel better and we'll feel less panicky you'll feel better yeah and you were talking about reintroducing yourself into society and how that's been um hard or like anxiety. it has been really hard yeah right yeah I went to this 40,000 person concert. I know. I thought I was going to be freaking out. Yeah. But you know what was crazy? It was a vaxxed concert. So yeah. it was literally everyone there I knew, at least, at the least, yeah. that you weren't stupid. Yeah. You believe that the earth is round? Yeah. <laughs> that scientific method is through controlled experiments yes exactly repeatable results yes you know the word things hypothesis must be statistically yeah. significant <laughs> i can't believe that there's was 40 000 of them 40 that's what i mean that's exactly what i mean i looked back i told eric we were jumping up and down during foo fighters and we'd look back at forty thousand people screaming you know with the, everyone had their masks on yeah screaming and you know jumping around forty thousand masks having a blast and we were like oh we always see and and because of our fear, we always see the worst things. Yeah. And we obsess. Look at this 
bubble, not even bubble, but giant stadium of 40,000 people, a yeah. sea of human beings going, yes, this matters. That was affirming. It was like I was at church. You know, like wow. I remember the greatest times at church where I would look around and be like, we all believe the same thing. Yes. You know, like it was like all of us going, yes, we believe in math and science. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of those are that's that's ecstasy. Yes. That's really yes, that's you tr- get it. Yes. You, yes. I mean, those was, moments of ecstasy oh. in communion, in concert with others. And what is that? In fellowship, in fellowship, fe- true fellowship. It was praise and worship. Like I I had my hands up. You know, in church, it was like, lift your hands up and give it to God. Give your praise to God. And every time I would kind of lift my hands up, be like, "Ugh, this is so corny. I hate it. Yeah. Because I didn't really believe. Mm -hmm. I was there. Foo Fighters were closing out the show. Mm -hmm. And I had my hands up as if I was at a mega church. Yeah. And I was at a place called Global Citizen Vax Live. (laughs) (laughs) So if this is the cult that I'm in, dude. We got that, J-Lo. I'm cool with that. Yeah. And Selena <laughs> Gomez. And, and yes. her. Like, yeah, and let's her. do it. I mean, I get I that's any of the most religious experiences I've had and concerts has been moments like that. New Kids on the Blah. I had that. <laughs> I've Britney never Spears. been to a concert like this. It was really, it's really intense. Like, wow. Because it is. It's a moment of like true connection with a complete stranger. Like you turn yeah. around and you are looking yeah. at each other, screaming the exact same lyrics to with a song, yes. vibing. You're on the same. And that's the other part about even with comedy, when you look over and you're laughing together, because you're on the same. It's the same thing as a, as a concert. You're on the same <laughs> rhythm. Mm-hmm. Same wavelength. We got to catch the save, same wave. Yeah. How connection. do we do it? Mind medicine. Throw every dollar you have. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be right back. All right. We're back with Kick-Ass Koreans. Kia! I'm so excited about my Kick-Ass Korean today. Okay. Um, this person and I have been... Uh, friends on Twitter. Okay. We don't know each other IRL, uh-huh. but I enjoy his tweets, his work. It's very cool. It's very different than anything I've ever done. So like, I'm very like enamored by people I I don't know at, at all. Okay. Who do cool shit? His name is uh, Paul Bay at Mr. Paul Bay. Okay. First of all, if you p- just follow him, because the content he puts out is always surrounded by the most beautiful fucking nature. I have no idea where he lives. It feels like Pacific Northwest. Okay. But it is like mountain house realness. Okay. Um, I There was an article just on Deadline revealing that Ken Jeong uh-huh. is set to star in a half-hour dramedy about um, Paul, uh, kind of loosely based on Paul's life. And Paul has wow. a very interesting life. He's a former high school English teacher, and stand-up comedian, uh-huh. and ex-pastor, like what? Chun, I think Chandosa. I'm Shut thinking. Up. I want to like have him on the pod and just like interview him too. Yes. I'm like, this person has hit you know for me and you all the same things. All the things. <laughs> he's angry as fuck. Yeah. You know he's the Han is strong in him. Yeah. You know may the Han be with you. May the Han be with you. <laughs> 
He's got a great looking dog. Uh, uh, you know, the in, in, insane escapes, uh, if yeah. you will, landscapes. Uh, he created the Black Tapes, which was, uh, I think, is being developed by NBC. Uh, it's a podcast that they're turning into a series. He does narrative podcasts, which is so interesting to me. Wow. Um, I've never really, you know, like gone into them at all. I'm, I only listen to like comedy and like interview or whatever. Sure, same. Like n- n- nerdy shit like politics or, or screenwriting or whatever. Um, uh, Jessica Lignato, I'm obsessed. Ghost of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You guys, if you're at all interested in the woo, go check her out. She does astrology. She has a pet medium. Like it's everything. I, <laughs> I really love it. I know. But anyway, you, he you, does you, podcasts you, you've too. mentioned this podcast on our podcast a lot. And she doesn't pay me ever. No, ever. And I don't, I never want her to like, she gives me so much. <laughs> Do you understand? Like I bathe with her. <laughs> like I, my most intimate moments are with Jessica Lignato of ghost of a podcast. Anyway, <laughs> back to Mr. Paul Bay. Uh, Paul uh, created the black tapes uh, and also this podcast called The Loop, which I just started listening to. It's mm-hmm. very interesting, sci-fi, mysterious, narrative, um, completely acted the fuck out of, like really, really good audio stuff. Cool. It's like stuff that I would have, you remember like long time ago, they had those like radio shows that people would gather on, listen to. And yes. They thought aliens were actually invading. Yes. What was that? Um, Orson uh, Welles. Orson Welles, right. You're right, right. It, like, it's reminiscent of that where it's like, and because I'm wearing headphones, it's like totally You ever listen to Ken Nordine or anything like that? It's like very, I love that stuff. There's like a trippy 60s version of it that was very popular in LA in the like 70s uh. and 80s. Like Harry Shearer has, Henry, Harry, Harry Shearer has something like that still on, t- on radio. Oh, that makes sense. Harry Shearer. Yeah. Like it's yeah, like he does the voices. That. It's not, it's not really narrative. It's more like impressionistic yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah it's not it's not necessarily supposed to be funny by the way it's like kind of yeah and paul bays is not funny it's like it's drama like high thrill like it's cool it's very very cool it's so cool um yeah he was an evangelical youth pastor who married his college sweetheart oh my god and then after he lost his wife to divorce and jesus to atheism oh my god Come on, this journey. He embarked on a stumbling years-long journey with his friends and family back to the wholeness that he is. This is my heart. My heart oh is my aching God. for this show. He's like it's the co- yin to your yang. He, yeah. It's called Shoot the Moon. I'm so... Fu- this story for me is like... I'm so excited to finally be seen. This is crazy. Crazy. If he just like was now chubby and gay... And into crystals, we'd be the same person. Yes. <laughs> but he's but he's skinny and straight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good for him. And he has a great house. And, and a he wonderful is, view. <laughs> doesn't believe great in job, crystals Paul. at all. <laughs> good job, Paul. <laughs> no, wonderful. I'm so excited for you. I, you know, it's cool to know someone just through their words. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. And he's a writer. And um, that's like a Victorian love affair to only love someone through words. May I mother? May I? Yeah. That's like, you just like fell in love through letters and shit. Yes. You know what? I'm going to write a, um, Korean epic about two writers that fall in love through Twitter. And then it'll be like soup is in Seattle, but for us, this is like a that is like careers. a K drama though. <gasps> oh, cereal! Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll get it sponsored by Hankook Tires. You guys, <laughs> we're still looking. 
We're still looking. Or Nescafe, Nescafe. Nescafe. Nexim. Oh my God, every single time a shot lingers uh, over their coffee and they should pour the Nescafe. We will, if, honestly, if Nescafe and Chocopie mm-hmm. want us to do like a little thing for them where we just sit around and eat and chat and we do like the most like, um, the most salacious talk. Oh, yes. When I talk shit with my friend Unji, <laughs> it's got to be with a piping hot cough of, cup of Let's take that again. When <laughs> and, I and need from to. Back to one. <laughs> when I tell me, my friend the, Peter. The sound guy's like, he doesn't have to be so close to the mic. <laughs> Peter gets even paying, closer. He's paying for it, so. I'm just here for the work. <laughs> no, anyway, Mr. Paul Bay, congratulations. You're a kick ass Korean this week. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Oh, Daniel so. Day Kim producing, by the way. Forgot to mention. Uh, amazing. I know, the squad. The, K- the K-Town Cowboys are back. <laughs> no, I loved it. This is like and they're all three... drinking Nescafe. <laughs> These are the three Korean dads that I needed. Yeah. In my young, flushing adult life. So I'm, I'm getting emotional. Ooh. That's okay. Sad. Okay. Thank you go, you. you go. I need to take a drink of water. <laughs> I my my kick-ass Korean is Amanda recently actually on um, an Alabama mm. um, television network, like you know te- whatever their local whatever was was talking about the recent surge in anti-Asian sentiment. This is a Korean guy named John, Dr. John Kim. He owns a company called the Geeks and Nerds Corp. And it's based Love in Huntsville. It. It's based in Huntsville, Alabama. It's um, it's like over 100 employees. It just used to be him. He's got a PhD. But it's like a cool, it started in 2004, this company, just him. And it's like a real business. Like they, they do testing and evaluation for the United States Army, like doing cybersecurity, mm-hmm. huge thing. Cool. Uh, like other like technical services, like uh, like their engineering corporation that does stuff for uh, the defense. Um, you know, what is it? They call it the military, the military the industrial. Yeah, the military industrial complex, you know, the, <laughs> that's yeah. what he does. But he's a very nice guy. <laughs> How do you know you met him? He just seems so friendly. You know, his Let me like, see this face. He does look se- friendly. He does look very friendly. And also yeah. very similar vibes, except like techie to like your Korean dad. Like, okay. he can- I mean, and also this is the thing. Imagine coming. He was. Like I'm surprised eight- you're, you picked a military guy for your kick ass Korean. I had to decide. Someone just, in the military, how, but how someone who I decided. I decided it was going to be him. And then I read more. So I couldn't turn back. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm open. I, again, I'm not here yeah. to judge Koreans. I'm here to lift us up. Yes. And for those of you who do need judging, a, a light meme. <laughs> I mean, he was That's a what senior. Was here for. He was a senior when he moved here. He was a senior mean, in a high senior school. Citizen? No, a senior in oh. high school when he moved here. So no, he <laughs> okay. was old. You know, that's like a full. That's like a. That's FOB. That's like adults. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so he um, lived in California and ultimately wound up in Huntsville. I don't know if you know about anything about Huntsville, Alabama or Alabama Nothing. at all. That's rough. Nothing. That's rough. It's rough. That's rough to be an Alabama 18 yeah. year old coming from Korea. Ooh, that's got to be rough. Yeah. 
That is Ooh. rough. And so then he I've went been to Fairhope, Alabama, and honestly had the best time of my life. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know Fairhope. I don't even know where I was. I truly woke up in the van and it, I was in Fairhope and I was like, we have to do a show. And it was the quaintest. We had a cute brunch spot. There were hot guys. Oh. It was super gay. Yeah. It was super artsy. Yeah, Fairhope is the place to be. Okay, but Fair Huntsville Hope. sounds <laughs> Huntsville sounds weird. I mean, it's very it's entirely revolves around missiles. Huntsville is oh, missiles. That makes sense. They're hunting. Yeah. Humans. <laughs> but, They're hunting communism. <laughs> his we must thing, build missiles his, for communism. His big thing was always space exploration. And like NASA, like that's where oh, all that's their my stuff little is. Brother. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Huntsville. That's NASA. Okay. okay. So like that's so he's working for DOD, all this stuff. But like his big big thing was always about exploration, and okay. the thing about it is like one, it's tough to be you know that Asian, that far south. But also, Ooh. but to but the thing is that he went there and he's like started his own company, employing mm. others. There's like truly nothing. As like one of these, like kind of the exceptions, right? These vanguard and being that stuff. It's very important in these kind of communities because then you become a figurehead. And then yeah. you're this person that does these things and you become, and when you become a pillar in a community, you become a role model, you, you flout expectations. You do that work that isn't just about fame and like in the kind of representation in the way that we're accustomed to, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, it felt like you were attacking me, but I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I saw you starting to cock your head. I was like, is this bitch said, about to come excuse for me? me? <laughs> bitch, I see a reed coming a mile away. I'm like, let me step out of the way so you could go right through this hole. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, I think it was interesting for me to read about, like, this kind of guy, this kind of company, and it being mm. such a big deal. And he's also really becoming a prominent Alabamian, you know? Cool. Um, when you employ this many people, people start to listen. And right. he's... and. His company is like he it's like interesting, like um, the building is in like a former restaurant space. He kept everything like he's trying to bring like innovation and what like engineering this kind of like spirit that doesn't look gray and drab. You know, he's okay. like he's trying All to right. he's it. elevating. Yeah, he's elevating. And so, so doesn't he look nice? He looks nice. I will say. <laughs> he does look he looks sweet. <laughs> yeah, by the way, by the way. The company what? is employee owned. Oh, really? It's a co-op? That's right. In 2015. Oh, I love that. 2015, love that. Okay, he switched now I'm, around. I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm and on the thing board. is, I he accomplished it. more than I had. This is quote, the key thing is I've accomplished more than I ever imagined accomplishing as a business. And, and I was wow. like, I never wanted to be bigger than eight or nine people. So at this point, I'm good. Do I, how much money do I really need to survive? <gasps> oh. I like this guy a lot. I, I need told a, okay. you. I told you. Oh, right. You, you want me. You okay. want me back. So you then, want me and back. Then, and then he established a foundation to give back to the community. Okay. So it's scholarships, grants for self-reliance. And it's like, nice. and also, by the way, it's not just scholarships for high school kids. It's for all ages. Wow. So okay. it's to help people, all tradition, untraditional, non-traditional students get to the next level in their lives or careers. So it's not just about technology. It's like if someone needs help with groceries, do they need this? They can apply. So you guys listen, geeksandnerds.com. You can do and apply this foundation, Miss Dr. John Kim. Ooh. Here to help you out. I told all you, right. his face is nice. All right. Yes. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> 
Oh, wait, I do have one more thing. Uh, I know this is a very long pod, but like um, one of my friends is writing a book. Um, It's called um, it's a follow up called This Is How We Do. This is how I do it. And the the books follow the lives of real kids from around the world. And he's working on a new picture book about kids across America. And it's going to be a nonfiction book uh, looking at 51 kids from across the country. And they are looking for real families and they're having a few issues finding Asian American, Korean families from specific states like New Jersey, Arizona, Washington, D.C., Utah. It's going to be tough there. Virginia, Kansas, Arkansas, and Mississippi. So if any of you guys know... If any of you guys know Asian people stranded, cool. if you guys know <laughs> any Asian people stranded <laughs> in these the places, <laughs> the Ajima show is the hub. <laughs> they, I will stranded Asians across America. <laughs> we're here for you, especially in Utah. Woo! Yeah. So if you know anybody, also um, Latinx, yeah. Black, everyone. You yes. know, if you're stranded out there, this is the pod for you. <laughs> So we'll be, I'll post um, in mine uh, like a way to submit yourself. So all of you, it's a wonderful book. My my child really loves it. The original one. This is how we do it. They did have to get permission from the Montel Jordan Estate. Oh shit! <laughs> they said you, it was Montel cool. Jordan they said Estate. it was cool, but it just shows a bunch of nine families from across the world. So like um, in Russia, there's one in from Japan. There's like. Peru, and they show you how these children live their days. And when we were talking earlier about how to create connections, it's about learning more about them. Right? I mean, yeah. you know, it's just on a fundamental level, knowing what these yeah. people look like, what kind of food they eat, how they go to school. And it's not foreign right. to you. It's something that you know and you've read about as a yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. So you don't approach it with fear. Yeah, it's not this tiki yeah. tiki tembe shit. You know, it's... Uh... <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, yeah. If you need more information, reach out to the show's IG, uh, ajimashow at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're on Twitter. Not as much, but, you know, Twitter's kind of a cesspool. But reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you and connect uh, as we're talking about. And we hope you have a great week. And we love you. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Audio.